folks we are back <laughs> yo it's our first episode of 2021 man it's been our little break and it's been a while but we're so happy to get back here at the big o belt podcast folks i am the host niger two chains where you want to call me and i got my whole team here besides uh um damien and uh, I'm stuttering because I'm trying to figure out who in the world is that with them glasses down there that boy is silly Mr. Silly <laughs> or, or Mr. Smith or whatever it may be for the day. But, uh, um, man, we got so much to talk about. It's been a while. Obviously, we have not podcast since our uh, end of the year episode in December. Um, and a lot has happened. A lot of, lot of things. And, and I mean, we, we talk all the time, whether we've been recorded or not. But a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about came to fruition. Hello, Peacock. And so, you know, we got to talk about that. Talk about the craziness of the Rumble. Um, talk about AEW. Instead of AEW versus the world, AEW with the world as they've got <laughs> partnerships all over the place. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about here uh, tonight. But uh, before we get started, I definitely want to check on the team. Fellas, how's everybody doing? Jamal, Mr. Silly Sellers, and Will, how y'all doing today? Good, good, good. Doing Happy good. New Year, everybody. That was a yeah. Booker T reference there, Two Chains. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know what? Let's talk about the Bad Bunny thing real quick. There's been a lot of like, I, I guess like, I mean, Lance Storm obviously is one tweet that I saw. He was just like, yo, I don't get, I don't, I don't know. Is this like a big deal or not? Uh, and uh, I hate to say it, but uh, Mr. Uh, Mar- uh, Marcus, who's uh, tweeting from the, the BGB account out here making his best fantasy wishes, hoping that Bad Bunny gets in the rumble, hoping that he gets at WrestleMania. And these days, possibly could be happening, but nonetheless, uh, you know, he, he he seems to, I mean, number one, I, I will say, like, outside of the wrestling, it's getting traction from all sorts of outlets. So, like, this makes sense, regardless if you know this guy or not. Uh, but, yeah, it looks like he wasn't a one-off. It looks like there may be more of them coming, but ultimately, for all those who care, what's your thoughts on, those, on this Bad Bunny thing going on? <laughs> Before a week ago, I had no idea who Bad Bunny was. Same. And, as a, Same. and as a white man and a father, that is okay. I am comfortable with that. It is what it is. I'm not trying to front or fool anybody. But the stats speak for themselves. Most successful Spotify artist in the world. It is what it is. And as I said earlier this week on Twitter, I, I like it. I'm looking at it this way. The name of the company is World wrestling entertainment keyword world i'm all for seeing them working with an international star something different something not exclusively aimed at the united states and heck i mean otherwise it'd be the same old thing it'd be them working with some over the hill rock band like they always do it's something uh, different i like uh, it i dig uh, it come on will name drop my guy you know you know you know who it is his name drop my guy 
Mr. Mr. Florida himself, Flo Rider. We you know you know that's they who ran they that wanted. into the ground already. Even if they in Tampa, they ran Flo Rider into the ground. So they switching it up. They switching it up this year. Hey, we'll see how it is. As a black man with no kids too, I didn't know who Bug, uh, Bad Bunny was. I'm about to say Bugs Bunny, and I do not mean no disrespect. I didn't know who Bad Bunny was until I saw this video come across saying, "Look at this video about Booker T," and I was like, "The song is cool. Don't know what he's saying, but." It's okay because I don't speak Spanish. But on top of that, on the Royal Rumble, if you could do a fly and sell your tummy hurting, I guess you're okay with me. I gotta be honest with you. I had heard of Bad Bunny. Um, I just didn't was kind of surprised that WWE would have the wherewithal to bring him in. Um, WWE is just trying to collect a paycheck. They don't really care how you're spending your money, whether it's euros, pesos, Chilean dollars, uh, you can pay in rice. They'll take it all. <laughs> and if Bad Bunny brings in some Latin American money, cool. If it brings in you know, some money from the U.S. or from the Philippines or from the dark side of the moon, they will take it all. I hope that that leads to other um, collaborations with other talents around the world, maybe even to, especially as they travel abroad again, whatever that may be. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing some, you know, French concert or some French collaboration with an artist over there or in Canada or in Australia or whatever. I mean, it's the world is just a lot bigger than, um, uh, you know, old white men. So mm-hmm. if that brings about Bad Bunny or BTS because they're hideously popular or, you know, Shakira or, you know, somebody from Italy that I've never heard of. That's a big deal right now that I'm not naming. Then so be it. Um, I think a lot of the opposite side of that from the Internet was just like, well, who's Bad Bunny? And this is just a cash grab. And it, it, they're just trying to get Latin dollars. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why not? Is there to take? Right. It's that time so of year. Like, it's yeah, WrestleMania I mean, season. The, the show literally is. built. On celebrities, yep. what so, it is. yeah, they're not bringing in Flow Rider because Vince McMahon is like you know, uh, you know, shimmy it to, to well whistle. <laughs> Greenlight, <laughs> come on, come on, man. The, the, the official song of Nova Pro Wrestling is Greenlight, and and, and uh, by that ma- metrics, Flow Rider always has a place in our heart. <laughs> See, when you say Greenlight, I'm thinking of John Legend, not Flow Rider. <laughs> but then again, when you're saying music, I'm thinking about literally everyone else but Flow Rider. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you're, I mean you're, you're entirely right. I mean, yeah, if it, if it prints dollars, then absolutely not. He's a huge star right. and uh, brings in a, a huge demographic with him. So it's a it's an absolute move that WWE could do. This is I mean, to be honest, this move is as big as the weekend. Uh, you know, performing at the Super Bowl, regardless if you look at it, however you want to look at it. He's another international star from Canada. Um, and, um, you know, all the awards in the world. So, like, you know, these are these are moves that major people can make and them doing so, it, it does nothing but make sense. And again, <laughs> outside of, you know, wrestling, this is getting coverage from all sorts of outlets of him doing things, performing, jumping off the top row, now apparently training. So, you know, who knows what happens on the grandest stage of WrestleMania? Will we see him in some shape Form. And even hell, if he even performs, that's still even a big deal. So, um, yeah, a WWES move and definitely during WrestleMania season doesn't make sense. So, 
So. Right. So uh can we get a can we get a quick shout out for the weekend though? That from WrestleMania 36 to Super Bowl 55, he's dominating yeah. Florida in a way. Yeah, matter of fact, I'm trying because like when that happened, I was thinking to myself, like somebody else did that same trajectory as well. And also what happens too, um, along with these artists doing the same thing, you gotta think about the major cities that also are winning both of these major events and this same pattern as well, too. Yeah. So yep. um yeah, it's you know, it's it around like February through March through April is always a really interesting time for major events and concerts and whatnot. So, you know. All right, we got to what's hell? Do we want to talk about AW? Do we want to talk about the peacock thing? Cause like these are I very Royal Rumble. Rumble. Yeah, Let's get Royal Rumble out of the way. Okay. 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 You know? Okay, Let's talk about where Bad Bunny showed up, right? <laughs> and then Which we leads to where WWE will show up. Yeah, <laughs> very true, very true. Yeah, the Royal Rumble happened, um, which was uh, last Saturday, Sunday, excuse me, uh, and always one of the big pay per views everybody watch, regardless if you are a casual wrestling fan or just a uh, a regular, shall I say. Um, it's always one of my favorite. I mean, be, be before COVID, this was the pay-per-view that we were tracking to go each and every year. So I definitely missed that atmosphere. But yeah, it happened. And it was damn good to me. I mean, I, oh, I definitely appreciated was. the booking. Um, the, 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 uh, the surprise returns. I mean, Kane coming out, I popped. I, I don't even know why. Kane was the one that really got me besides Christian. But like when Kane came out, I was like, that is my man. So her um, name the difference maker. Hurricane you know, Holmes did it for me. You know what? I got to really quickly. This is sidetrack. I don't know if a lot of people give Hurricane Holmes the respect that he deserves. That exactly. dude is a legend. He is. In all ways, shapes, or form. From the moments that he's, that he's like imprinted on, uh, on our lives or in his career throughout all this time. And he just continues to always just be a good spot in whatever he does. And... Let's not forget, too, I think he was released, if I'm not mistaken. He just continued to just be in positive spirits where he easily could have just took the other road and said, like, hey, I, you know, I've been really loyal to you guys. And y'all was just like me and just whatever, you know, yep. and he continues to just always be um, just one of those figures in wrestling uh, that's just always positive. And his social media is just so funny. Like he did this little montage of his times in the Royal Rumble. Like when you think about like some of the classic matchups that he's had, he literally has wrestled all of the greats. Like yeah, he has. That dude's a legend. And like as Marcellus always likes to give the nod to the Miz. I mean, first battle Hall of Fame any given day of the year. Like that's just what it is. That's just what it is. But I, I yeah, agree. the the World Rumble was dope. I definitely I definitely got behind it. But um, I, I'll start off with you, Will. Um. I know you're pretty upset that your your guy uh, Brock Lesnar didn't come back for number thirty. But uh, I'm telling you, no Brock <laughs> this year. That was a shocker. I was expecting it at any damn time because it is that time of year where the checks start getting cut. So not just yet <laughs> for Brock Lesnar, but we got a lot of weeks to go between now and Mania. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But yeah, what's our overall thoughts reactions from? Uh, oh my god, um, the ladies, as has been the standard since the ladies got the Royal Rumble gimmick. The ladies tore the place down. Sure I thought did. the women's Royal Rumble was tremendous from beginning to end. I really enjoyed it. And uh, apparently my kid did, too, because she has watched it three times now. So I'm very <laughs> familiar with the women's Royal Rumble. So it struck a chord with her seeing Bianca's journey from beginning to end and 
all that. I thought they did a great job. The big thing that really hit me is I loved at the end that when it came right down to it, you had Rhea Ripley, you had Bianca Belair, you had the focus on two of the newer faces at the end of the match, and it wasn't just focusing on the same old ones that we're used to. They got Charlotte out of the way, and he had two new faces at the end to go on before Bianca won the Royal Rumble, and we'll see what she does if she goes on to challenge in Sasha Banks, which I know a lot of people seem to really be into seeing, but I thought Bianca's win was a great moment. The post-match promo was very Ooh. genuine and did not have that like fabricated, like, you know, big title win feel. It felt real. It felt mm-hmm, real. Yeah. And that does not always happen in WWE. Somehow this was different. So mm-hmm. hats off to, to, to the ladies for, for tearing that up. Any, any thoughts on uh, the women's one or also the men's side? I'll leave the men's side to somebody else to get in here on. So I'll, I'll take the men. You, you took the words out of for the women for me. Well, I don't need to top anything you said at all because you said it perfectly for me. I would say the thing that surprised me about the men's were when you always have surprises that come in a the rumble, they were great surprises. And everybody that came in as a surprise really looked good. Uh, from Carlito, from the shape that he looked when he came in, to Christian, the shape that he looked when he came in, and even Edge being a winner. I don't have a problem with Edge being a winner based on how the women were set up. Let this part-timer come in, and maybe Edge will lose, but he'll get a chance to shine in that moment with whoever he uh, faces, whether it's Roman Reigns, whether it's Drew McIntyre, whatever he decides to do. You built up two different stories, and each Royal Rumble told a solid story throughout. And it's always good to see how you have the different mixtures of dream matches that come in that could tease what could possibly be. Um, Even with Bad Bunny with his spot coming in, you know, everything was so good and well done. And I'll even say this, and I'm not taking too much away from somebody else. Every single match, Royal Rumble or traditional title match or last man standing, every match had a solid story that was really entertaining. Like, literally, I don't think it was anything bad throughout the whole night about the show. I was very pleased to see how it was. Really, really quickly, Jamal, before you get in there, I'll say this, that the one thing about the Royal Rumble, I'm starting to notice the more and more I, like, really try to dissect wrestling for show purposes, is that as much as I love the Royal Rumble and as much as as, as as important as it is for a WrestleMania season, the Royal Rumble could almost actually be after WrestleMania strictly because of how many things come out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and, and the fact that so much comes out, but only so much can go into WrestleMania, unless mm-hmm. you want WrestleMania to be 10 hours again. Uh, rest in peace, our souls, for having to deal with that, because I don't ever want to experience that again. That was a long day. <laughs> but, um... I mean, think about certain things like um, Riddle, who, you yes. know, this character has been kind of flimsy to, to to some degree. But damn, did he look like Riddle of the Indies in the Rumble. The Riddle that I was always excited to go see. And I'm like, oh, this and, and he had a good outing. And so you think with the uh, with, a, with a prominent outing like that, you're like, well, what's next? You know, mm-hmm. but again, with so much coming out, but only a little can go into resume. And then Lashley, I mean. Ever since he came back, everybody's been wondering, like, when is he going to get back to the monster that he was in in Impact mm-hmm. and before he left? And, like, yeah, the Hurt Business is, is booming, but he is he's he's working on another level right now. And that Rumble showing for me was like, see, this is the greatness right here that we've always known, whether mm-hmm. this generation now know or not. But, like, you, you, got, you got all these types of tidbits in there like that. Then, obviously... You still got AJ Styles, who's, you know, floating around. Seth Rollins is now back. 
uh, Braun with a good show uh, outing. So, like, you got all these different things. And then, like, you don't even got the Fiend in there. Like, you got a lot of different people uh, that's in this this upper interest. I won't say upper car, but this upper interest level of everybody. And it's just what the Rumble really done, uh, did, executed really well this year. So, like, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's the thing that it's to the point where you're like, well, it's so much things that could be unpredictable, but yet things got to fall into peace because of WrestleMania. Yep. But if yep. WrestleMania wasn't in, you know, in a month or so, then you'd be like, man, I, w- what can we get from this? Because like you said, Sellers, the dream matches is just mm-hmm. all over the place. You, you know, the possibilities are all over. And then, hey, I can't even, I got I give it to Jamal after this. My guy, Punishment Martinez, my <laughs> man, Damian Priest, is Bad Bunny's buddy. Bad <laughs> <laughs> could, you, could you like real talk real talk imagine you getting a be, be, besides kevin owens imagine you getting your main roster debut and you're next to one of the biggest stars in the entire world and that's your program hey yeah well we're, we're gonna call up the role tomorrow uh we're gonna have you working such and such oh demiz or morrison but by, by the way uh we're gonna put this thing into play where you and bad bunny are homies and like beyond wrestling, <laughs> that's gonna transcend for a long time. Like that's a credential that he can use forever. Now getting your TMZ imagine? moment right out of the gate. <laughs> yeah, and you know what's so funny too when um when he rolled up in the Bugatti, first thing that came to my head was I was like, oh that's the Miz. That's the only person I thought would enjoy it. That was a bad bunny's back. Oh, this is interesting. So probably was the Miz car, you know, Bad Bunny probably got off a flight and just got there, but the Miz, you know, he big time. All right, Jamal, that's a lot. So here's where I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I missed that line. And, I mean, like, the the long and short of it is is that the Royal Rumble was a colossal bore. Uh, There were some really interesting things that they could have done, but they played it very safely. Um, Bianca Belair winning, I, I don't care. Um, there was only one NXT member in the men's Royal Rumble, and that was Punishment Martinez. I don't care. I mean, all of those guys down at NXT, and then you bring up Christian for 18 minutes, you bring up the Hurricane for 30 seconds, Kane for a minute and a half, and Carl <laughs> for 8 minutes and 26 seconds. You know, you, you bring up all of these for nostalgia pops when you really could have, like, actually – Sprinkle some seeds and, and stuff if you brought in like a Roderick Strong, if you brought in Adam Cole. You know, what if it were Edge, Orton, and Adam Cole in the end? What if it was Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan again in the ring at the same time facing off against each other? You know, Kane staring into the eyes of Punishment Martinez is cool, except we know that Kane is on a bus back to Knoxville after the match is over. I don't do mayor things. Yeah, I'm like so all of these things that they tried to set up and and they were good for like the moment was really just a waste of time when they really could have built on something that would have been outside of the match itself. And whatever this thing with Bad Bunny is or will be, I mean, cool. That that that's not the issue. Um, That's no different than when they had a celebrity host every week for Raw. Hmm. Um, That's fine. Just, and I'm glad to see that they're actually following through with that and piggybacking off of it and, and making it work. But then, the, I mean, like the Royal Rumble itself, like Edge is the Rumble winner. So now he's going to WrestleMania. For why? Like, like why? Like, what, 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 are you, what are you trying to sell me with 
Edge versus whoever the champion is going to be, probably Drew McIntyre. Is that really the match that you're going to close the show with? Uh, it, you know, none of that makes sense. It, it's or not, not that it doesn't make sense. None of that is interesting enough for me to continue to follow it for the next six to eight weeks. Um, and then, of course, there were other things. McIntyre versus Goldberg. Honestly, honestly, Goldberg should have won. <laughs> you know what? The, the flames we would have surrounded us this week. Hey, look, I had that conversation for sure. I was looking for Goldberg to win. I was looking for Goldberg to win in a 10-minute long match. You know, that, that's an hour to Goldberg, but <laughs> I, a 10-minute long Iron Man match with, uh, with Drew McIntyre um, would have been interesting in that, you know, no, McIntyre actually lost. Yes, Goldberg maybe has a little bit left in the tank. And then then who knew that you would set it up with Edge winning? And then, of course, it's Edge versus Goldberg at the end. And now it's like, well, clearly they're not going to do this. The feeling of McIntyre versus Goldberg was kind of the feeling of, I'm going to watch this because I, I hope they don't let me down. The WWE move would be to have Goldberg win in a squash. The precedent has already been set. But I have to watch to make sure that they didn't let me down. <laughs> and, and, and Mike and Tyron won in two and a half minutes. Okay, cool. But now what? Like, like now what? I mean, McIntyre as champion really doesn't do anything for me. Uh, it, it's just kind of all bland. Um, I didn't watch the Roman Reigns match because the fuck would I? Uh, <laughs> um, and and, and thanks for Carmella was fine. So, like, it was really just a big ball of okay. Um, I think that, you know, for the Rumble itself, it's not really my my favorite out of the big four pay-per-views by far. Um, it's, like, number three out of four. Survivor Series is the worst. But um, this one was just, eh, I guess. I mean, it would have been really nice to see a bigger infusion of NXT talent, especially NXT UK talent. Mm. Um, you know, I'm not saying that we're going to do this forever, but it would have been nice while they were here, get them over here, get them quarantined, you know, have them announce that Ilya Dragunov is going to be in the Royal Rumble in NXT, you know, add some spice to it. NXT can use the help. They could use the rub and we'll talk about ratings, you know, in the news later on. But the bottom line is, is that they, they didn't do NXT in any goddamn favors, um, on the men's side. And on the women's side, yeah, you had uh, um, not Tony Storm, Rhea Ripley versus uh, Bianca, and that was that was that was cool, that was cool. But either way, between the two of them, those wouldn't be the two that I would have because I don't think that those two are main event talents right now this year. So, yeah, I, a couple of things I want to add to that. Number one, the Goldberg thing, like. I I I wasn't a fan of the booking as well. I definitely. I, I mean, here's the thing: you 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 the, the promotion about the shriek in the documentary with that, and then you don't have him win. Like you're pretty much building him by promotional things, and then you have him go out there and, and, and like, yes, this was a great Goldberg match, shall I say? And that's funny. You said ten minutes was an hour for Goldberg here, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I I. I First of all, I'm not I'm, I'm not on a McIntyre wagon right now. Uh, it's just not doing any, it's not elevating anything, either him or the title or even the interest in, in the title picture. Goldberg who did winning. That match help? I mean, who, did, who did that match help? Honestly, 
Like, does that, does that no McIntyre beating, it, right, does the McIntyre it, beating Goldberg elevate him that he overcame this big obstacle and stuff like that and he's slaying the mighty Goldberg and that was the glass ceiling that he needed to break? No, nobody yeah. believes that. Just a cash yeah. grab. Yeah, right. that's what they were. That's what they were hoping for. But yeah, it was it was flat. But, but I guess if anything, yeah. I mean, I think my impression going into that match because Lord knows I kept hearing it over and over was there was a lot of people that were immediately said Goldberg's going to kill him. It's going to suck. He's going <laughs> to kill him. He's going to squash him just like the Fiend last year. So <laughs> people were ready to riot that the moment that match was announced. And all along, I was thinking, I was like, nah, I don't see them going that route again two years in a row. This is all about trying to shine up drew and give drew credibility because one thing i always say i mean through this whole pandemic thing they've stood by drew they've been trying their damnedest to keep him and make him into something and i get the feeling going into wrestlemania that their thinking is going to be we got to give him the wrestlemania moment this year that he never got last Last year year. with no fans correct and i don't the problem i'm seeing is Raw just don't have the roster for him. Nope. It's like Ed, he needs Ed, Edge is the only option for him. Outside and of that, it's like they don't they don't have a good opponent for him. You know, and it's on, a problem. And on top of that, too, like you add the crowd, it still doesn't do anything for him. Like nothing yeah. at this point now, he has to take a few steps back to make that next step forward feel like something. Because right now, he's just banging against the wall to me. It's just nothing, it's doing nothing. It is doing nothing. Him, him being Goldberg did nothing but hurt Goldberg. And essentially, you have to think that WWE needs Goldberg. That's why they're using him. You're not going to bring this guy in unless you needed this to happen. And now, if you just take him completely off the charts, because what can you do? You you had the documentary build him up for generations, both current and past, so you know he's a legitimate threat. He's a real deal. And then he goes out there and get washed. Essentially, but, but think about this too. Who did Drew beat last year at WrestleMania? He beat Brock Lesnar. So in a way, you're trying to build up Drew as much as you can. Where okay, you beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 36. Now you beat Goldberg. You're gonna build that up as he's beating all these big superstars to try to make him a legitimate world champion. And like you said, well, when we bring him back to the crowd, which will probably be at WrestleMania for the first time, where you have some live people there, you have to make sure you solidify him, especially if you used him throughout the whole pandemic. Granted, he had one title change in title change in between. You got to book him up to be as best as possible. But the real problem is, and like you said, Will, he doesn't have a real opponent on Raw to justify how good he can be. Randy Orton's not good enough. I you know, Randy Orton. I right. Uh, of course, of course, Will's going to agree there. <laughs> no, 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 see, no, see, like, I, I disagree, and, and I think that, like, so let, let's go with this. Mm-hmm. At the match, Drew versus Goldberg, what if The Miz interferes in the match, feigns his money in the bank cash in, um, and eventually calls Goldberg, you know, to, you know, helps him out a bit, whatever. Goldberg is on the verge of winning, uh, and Drew pulls it out, and The Miz... Hey, I'm not going to cash in right now. And then in the meanwhile, from out of nowhere, he gets curb stopped by Seth Rollins. Or Seth Rollins wins the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the, mm-hmm. Seth Rollins was like the last good monster heel that they had. Mm-hmm. Because they kind of like tarnished Orton for what it's worth uh, with like the greatest match of all time in professional wrestling history. Um, they really don't have another monster heel. And 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 Lashley isn't. They're not running in the same circles yet. Mm-hmm. So 
the surprise would have been Rollins. And they saved it. They had it in the Royal Rumble. And it was cool that Rollins came back. But then for him not to, um, you know, go straight into that title picture versus uh, McIntyre with the Miz kind of being this weasel on the other side, you know, you know, nipping at the heels, that, that match needed some, some spikes. Like whether it was two minutes or 22 minutes, nobody was buying Goldberg versus McIntyre straight up. And that's what they gave us. And people went, okay, bathroom break. See you for the next thing. Oh, bathroom break as the show opens? Fine. I'll be back in five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of like that match really needed some spice. It really should have been the opener because it would have been just like just a good, hot match with a nice surprise. McIntyre being, you know, the uh, sympathetic babyface as we uh, see the Miz antagonize him. Goldberg's threatening to win. Maybe Rollins interferes. Maybe he doesn't. But the bottom line is, is that it fell flat. And I think a lot of the things they tried to hit on with the Royal Rumble fell flat. Um, Mr. Marcellus, so, like, you got to think about your logic here. So mm-hmm. if it's just a guarantee that we have to do this – this solid for Drew to have get him in front of a crowd to yep. all the hard work he done. Why would you feed him to anybody? Better, yeah, I'll do you one favor. Would you? I mean, the Miz obviously is just taking around. You want the Miz to go against him and just loses his money in the bank just because they owed them that? Like, is that? I really think that's going to happen too. I really think that's going to happen too because uh, I'm I'm looking at the Miz and I'm looking at him as a as a Damian Sandow. It's like just teetering oh, there. I'm serious. It's teetering. Even though the Miz has been a world champion before, you're teetering him like it's this high-level mid-card. Can he do it? And then he's just going to lose that that briefcase anyway. I really think they're trying to build him. Because remember, let's go back to his original gimmick when he first came in. He was the chosen one. So Vince is trying to make sure he's capitalizing on that investment that he put in for a long, what, 10, 15 years almost now, even though he's been in different spots and left the company and came back. This is going to build to that big story about him being a massive guy for this company, trying to build him as a raw version of Roman Reigns' babyface version. They're trying to do this. I absolutely am talking about Drew McIntyre. This is a chosen one. It would have made more sense if you would have said Mr. Kennedy. (laughs) Oh, no, no. Hold on, wait. Wait, wait, wait. I watched WrestleMania 23 the other day, so please wait, wait, wait. That should have been happening. But still, but... This is, I mean, you may not agree with it, but this has no, Vince's, <laughs> this has Vince's fingertips all over it of what he's trying to do. And basically, you get him as the Royal Rumble, beat Brock Lesnar, has his little feuds in between where he dominates Randy Orton ultimately at the end. Now he dominates Goldberg, and you're going to get him another WrestleMania moment where he's in front of the crowd. You're trying to build him up to be a babyface. Now, will it last forever? Probably not. He might drop it during the summer, but this is what you're trying to invest in him, especially during this time, to get him in front of that live reaction crowd okay. to see how he can go off as a champion. Okay, this is what I'm, go- this is what I'm going to do. Who should be in the the, ti- the main event or whatever you want to call it or the title match for the WWE Championship in um at WrestleMania? Who should be the two people? And and again, it could be Drew, obviously the chat, or it could not be mm-hmm. Drew. But who do you think should be the the two people that should be in that match? On on the raw on the raw side, we're talking. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're not talking SmackDown. Okay. Yeah. My thing. I got a feeling. Here's my feeling. As I was saying earlier, Raw needs all the help it can get. 
It needs the yeah. star power. It desperately needs a helping hand. I can't see moving Edge over to SmackDown to take on Roman Reigns. A lot of people want that match, and I'm like, where, what does that leave Drew Mac? That's the problem. What mm-hmm. do you leave him with? He needs something. He needs the help. So I think it's going to be Edge versus Drew McIntyre. I think the one twist, though, might be is we got Randy Orton, we got The Fiend. They have history with each other. They also have history with Edge. And you got Drew Mack as champ. I could see a scenario where that becomes a four-way. And that way, Drew does not have to beat Edge. Edge can be in the match. Drew gets his moment, gets his big victory. And you protect Edge and you protect Drew Mack at the same time. And you get Orton and Ed, Orton and, uh, the Fiend in there, too. Just a feeling I got. But huh. short version, I don't see Edge going to SmackDown. I see Edge on Raw. Raw needs the help. Raw needs that star power from Edge. Otherwise, who else you got? So I'm going to just go straight Edge. Oh, I'm going to just go straight Edge versus Drew. Keep it simple. One-on-one. Like you said, Will, they need that star power with Edge. And Edge will be somebody that will give Drew the ultimate, you know, respect of, okay, you've earned your stripes as a champion. And Edge is the top person or best person that can do it. So I, I think it's going to be Edge versus uh, Drew, straight up. I think, I think since since Edge is on this uh, this tour of grit and determination, he's the logical choice, obviously. But considering that Drew just whooped up on another old man, why not keep up the old man ass whooping contest to have this Drew versus Drew versus uh, Edge? And then if you want to throw in what Brock Lesnar too, make it a triple threat and have all the old guys there, shit. Then if you want to have Braun Strowman come over and just scream at everybody. <laughs> To Will's point about making it a fatal four-way, because there's no way in hell you put The Fiend in that, because let's be honest here, if The Fiend goes, it's already too soon to bring him back, in my opinion, but I'd rather just keep it just the the old man edge versus Mm -hmm. the chosen one, passing of the torch. If you want to throw a wrinkle in there and realize, you know what, Edge deserves one last run, give Edge the title at Mania, the crowd's going to cry, oh my God, it's so emotional, and then we keep it moving. But for Drew, to Marcellus' point, he was the chosen one all those years ago, but to Jamal's point, I don't want to watch a Drew match. I'm already <laughs> bored. It's one, two, three, Claymore. I'm going to take a, you know, take a crap. That's <laughs> pretty much what I've been doing when he wrestled Goldberg. I went straight to the bathroom. So it's going to be a curtain jerker. If you really want my opinion, I think Drew's match is first because nobody really wants to see Drew wrestle. I Our friend that. of the show... Mimi likes to say that for her, Drew is not even a second-rate champion. He's a third-rate champion. So <laughs> I know there's a lot of people. I know people want like Drew the person. I love Drew the person. Do I want to see him have a 15, 20-minute match with Edge and let it be the greatest wrestling show on earth? No, I'm good. I'm just good with just get the belt off of Drew or give it to Edge. Let him do that victory tour, and that'll be the end of it for me. So here's the thing. I think what you do is triple threat match. You go McIntyre versus Lashley versus Rollins. Mm-hmm. I think you do uh, Roman Reigns uh, versus whoever the hell they have on SmackDown. I don't know. And you send Edge to NXT to face Balor. Mm. Big swing for, for Edge. What more did he have? What more does he have to prove? He's on his way to the to the Hall of Fame for what it's worth. Right. We don't want to see him versus McIntyre because McIntyre is a colossal fucking bore. We don't need him to win a championship. So him versus Reigns is a match that, like, okay, fine. We know that he shouldn't win that match. 
Now, I'm not saying that Edge won't stick around, but Edge versus Balor actually elevates NXT. If you're talking about putting the younger guys over, Reigns doesn't need that rub. McIntyre, no. So send him to NXT, actually create a legit dream match um, that would be a thing that would get people interested in, and that's assuming that Balor's a champ because Edge versus Gargano is... Or, or is, Pete Dunne. Or, or Pete, Pete Dunne. Dunne. Or fucking Walter is, is something <laughs> that, you know, would be... Oh, see, my I, God. I see, I see what you're doing there. You see you see your eyes twinkling? Now yeah. we're getting somewhere. But, but, but I don't <laughs> think the Edge versus the main roster is it. One thing, one thing I'll say, you're saying send them there. Remember, it would be bringing them to WrestleMania. And because they don't invite it. Yeah, yeah. And it, and, it, and it does bring that champion and it puts on that whole brand on their back and they put on the mat. It, I absolutely uh, a zillion percent agree with that. I, that's what I'm invested in, something I like mean, that. I'm just and saying the Demon Balor versus Edge of WrestleMania, that's a DVD onto itself. And on top of that, you do not know how that match can go. That's see, that's why I don't want nothing with Drew because it's so much of the logic of he's owed this. So that means anyone he faced is a determined outcome that I'm just not invested in for the biggest night of the year. But with that being said, uh, bring back my man Jinder Mahal and let him get that rub. Man, uh, listen, yeah. I am all <laughs> for that. I my, I am late to the gender party, but I am down to bring him back and just shock the world again, man. Yep, yep. let's hurt some. Let's 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 hurt and then just get some tears out there. Let's let's butt hurt some people. Get gender I mean, out if there. If we're gonna do that, gender. then we're gonna do McIntyre versus Mansoor and then burn the fucking house down. <laughs> That's only at blood money. We'll do that at blood money. Yeah, exactly. Twenty twenty one. Money in your house. Twenty twenty one. Look for it. <laughs> October. Shit. At this rate, I wouldn't mind uh, Saudi Arabia coming back because at least they make these old people that come back give them chances to win matches. If they're just going to come and ca- cash a check and just bow down to, to Drew McIntyre, then I, it just doesn't make sense to me at all. It really doesn't. But yeah, I'm definitely feeling like it, and just like because I almost keep forgetting. If you did, you saw NXT, Edge cut the promo that he also said on Twitter or a podcast some time ago about like he's about the wrestling. Yes. And he went on there last night. He said, "See, well, this they is keep what I like. roster." Is that? But though no, he said last night, he said, "This is what NXT is about." The second W in WWE. He said, "I respect you all down here, and you all made me want to come back to wanting to do this because of what y'all do." There is no lie in that. You, no one writes that for you. <laughs> you write that for yourself, and that's the absolute truth. You look at NXT, and you look at uh, you look at Raw, and yeah, you you definitely will be caught in the whirlwind of like these are absolutely two different entities. And I think Edge, he could easily. I mean, to be honest, retire Ed was doing the E stuff, coming in doing mm. his talk show and all that stuff. So like Jamal's like, he has literally nothing to prove, but the fact that he can still work with some of these younger guys and that's all that really matters and if you want a legitimate wrestling match then you gotta talk to your guy your guy shall I say that you've been in the ring with for many years uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels and all those other guys that's back there where they say like I'm I'm, I'm here to wrestle forget all this you know make get me merch and put me on a mic and doing all this stuff that I was doing while I was hurt I came back and I risked everything to wrestle. So give me the real thing. If we got an Edge versus Walter, I will lose my mind. I don't even. I don't even that's that's like that's like one of those dream matches where you're just like, yo, you see that indie match? 
Yeah, that joint is in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> South Nebraska. All right, let's go. <laughs> so, uh, oh, and by the way, I meant to say this too. You talk about like how some of the bookings were done uh, for the and the people who worked in the in the WrestleMania. Uh, I mean, um, the Royal Rumble. Well, yeah, there was another um, entrant, entrant number one through thirty. His name was COVID, and I'm pretty sure he was the reason why a lot of people didn't make it to the Rumble. And I also think that also may be a part of the reason why certain groups are divided in far as booking, because if they start doing some contact tracing, <laughs> it could get really interesting yeah. about who is with who, you know? So COVID might uh, still be in the ring at the Rumble. He definitely is at the performance center. <laughs> COVID was never eliminated as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> he had that Curtis Axel run. He was never eliminated. Right, there you all. go. True, COVID got true. title shots on both brands. We know that. COVID's <laughs> a raw general manager. <laughs> <laughs> hiding in the ring, not even under the ring. He's hiding right. in the ring. Yeah. All right, Jamal, I'm throwing this one to you because we talked about this, and I, and as much as I like media and everything, you absolutely understand this stuff a lot more to a degree than I do. The Peacock deal. Now, I start off by saying that we talked about this October. I think, and I brought up the question, and I know, you know, obviously my team, we we knew where we were coming from with that, and I know a couple of people, like, hit me with some messages, like, I was, like, fishing in a pond or something, but I knew there was something with WWE putting exclusive content on Peacock while in the midst of the streaming wars. This is when HBO Max was revving up, and they started getting together that exclusive deal as far as what they were going to do with Wonder Woman, and we talked about with them creating another tier, how they were going to do that, what, what may be the results for AEW. That's whatever. Then we talked about, uh, you know, uh, Disney Plus and how they came out with their premium tier. What could that mean? We knew that the WWE was trying to sell the pay-per-views. And we talked about, well, could they possibly do the ESPN Plus deal with how UFC? Is that a possibility? And then, much like we've been all saying here, we've been saying, well, Peacock is the home of live sports on the streaming services. When you want to catch your soccer fix, then, you know, that's where you go. Then something really interesting happening, and that was uh, the deletion of, um, what's it, NBC Sports. Yeah, yeah. Right, sports, sports Network. Yeah, yeah. yeah. NBC sports Network, yep. And, and then the question was, whoa, so where are they going? There seems to be a market available. There's going now. They know the deal had to already been. I mean, obviously the deal was already done. But like, if you're looking from it from a consumer standpoint, ain't nothing floating like that out there for somebody to come get. The deal was already done. So it's just a matter of where is this going? And if this is going somewhere, this may you know things trickle in effect. Other things are to come, and that was the nail in the coffin. The WWE Network. Got purchased, put on the peacock. Uh, well, you know, I think it's uh, launching March, March 18th, March pay per view for fasting. Absolutely a power deal. For the people who don't know, at the time, um, when we talked about this some months and I haven't checked the stats, Peacock was the biggest streaming app, uh, with the most subscribers and everything. And there's been a lot of other things happening. Discovery Plus, Paramount Plus is coming. So like I don't know what's happening as of right now, but at the time, Peacock was the biggest streaming service. And I know they're still trending high because The Office is still the most watched show in all the streaming services. So with this happening, 
and you know, Will, I'll give it to you after Jamal, but like you have to think how this is all going to like everyone's eyes have to be lit up green because this all makes so 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 much sense. Uh, but Jamal, uh, kind of break it down. What's your thoughts on this? Uh, I know you got some numbers and stuff, but uh, what does this really what does this mean? What can we expect? Well, the only number that really matters is a billion dollars. So that's the big number, and that's how much uh, NBC uh, Comcast basically that's how much they paid WWE to license their uh, WWE network and their archives for uh, to Peacock in the US. Um, I don't know how this relates around the world to the other territories, um, Canada and, and, and Japan and India and wherever, because uh, I believe that Peacock is only available in the U.S. Yeah. Um, Everything stays the same outside the U.S. Okay. So, so with that said, it will be interesting to see what happens in 2024 when the Fox deal is up. Mm. Will NBC Comcast make a move to bring SmackDown over from Fox to, to bring all of that property under the same umbrella? Also, also, if they spent a billion dollars, then how much is WWE itself worth? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because realistically, if you spend a billion and the company's the company can't be, I mean, is it worth a hundred billion? It ain't Amazon. So then, if you're if you're if you're Comcast, is this the foot in the door to actually buy WWE mm-hmm. outright? Exactly. Is this like a down payment that McMahon oh. knows that he's not long for this world? I mean, McMahon mm-hmm. is seven thousand years old, and he is drinking <laughs> the blood of of, of placenta um, to stay relevant. But he, I don't know who he leaves his company to, or maybe he doesn't. Maybe he builds himself a giant golden sarcophagus with a diamond <laughs> trim and, and, and turns Titan Tower into the world's largest mausoleum for a trillion dollars because McMahon's going to sell out and take it all to the grave with him. We don't know. We, we don't know. But the bottom line is, is that NBC certainly has a lot invested into WWE on the front end. Obviously, the stocks and stuff like that, and the investors are another thing. But on the front end, what? And I was just gonna say, and at, at the same time, too, they understand the value of sports. They knew what yep. UFC did for ESPN Plus, and they seen the resilience of WWE through this time. It's it's definitely worth the value. And then you think about well, beyond the value of the product, well, how many subscribers are you all bringing? Because that app was winning a ton of awards, you know, the, the previous years. And, you know, you bring those subscriber and we have a few different tiers and shit. We just got back to office. <laughs> we trying to bring in thing. all the eyes here. Peacock, you know, actually, it's, it's a good deal for both sides. Mm-hmm. 26 million good subs for, for Peacock in the U.S. WWE Network has 1.5 million subs, and that was just announced on their earnings call early this afternoon. So WWE gets hours in the product. Peacock gets hundreds of hours, thousands of hours of content uh, for people to consume. So if you have never heard of WWE, or maybe you have and you're just a casual or lapsed fan, but you love The Office, then cool. It's there for you. Mm-hmm. If you're watching ECW Death Matches from 1997, Featuring okay. all the FMW stars, and you like 
it's a good place, then cool. It's there for you too. Bonus. So yeah. So so I do think that everybody wins in that regards if you're under the NBC um, umbrella. And obviously the smart money is to not move everything to um, to live you know shows to Peacock. Um, but realistically, they absolutely could do something like that and have network specials only on Peacock. That's it. Um, it's coming. Yep. It's yep. Saturday no night's main event, baby. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 yeah, Saturday night's main event, but realistically, Peacock is the home of NXT UK. Sorry. I mean, if, if, if you're one of the 18 people in the US that watch that, then cool. <laughs> you know, then that's then 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 Peacock is interested for you. And on top of all of that, it's actually cheaper than the network. If you want to watch yep. it with ads, glad, it's you, five glad bucks. you got to that. Yep, glad you got yep. to that. If you want to watch it, you know, with ads, it's five bucks. If you don't, then you break even because it's the same as the network. And if you've only had the network, you get all of NBC. Yeah. Right. So yep. everybody kind of wins. And honestly, that billion dollars in retrospect really doesn't seem. It seems like they kind of got off light. Yeah. No. No. This. This is kind of draw another comparison to this. This is like the Microsoft deal with Bethesda Games, and everybody was just thinking like, "Well, Microsoft was trying to make the lobby for TikTok. It didn't work, so they went ahead and bought Bethesda." And people were kind of inter- kind of curious, like, "Oh, I didn't know Microsoft cared about their gaming department." As you know, they've definitely been taking ales in their uh, console souls in the past. But they just got so much money, it doesn't even matter. But man, they made this deal, and they are way, way in the green, unimaginably, that you could have ever expected because of something that was just like a backup plan that at surface levels, it's like, yeah, exclusive content for them, cool. Whether it's exclusive content for them or they have exclusive rights on as to how it is distributed to the other consoles. Either way, it was a small move that turned into a major thing, and that's what I'm seeing here with Peacock and WWE, while it seems like, and, and much like Jamal was talking about with the numbers, while it seemed like maybe just a small deal, this is monumental mm-hmm. as things come for years to come and how the climax of streaming services change. And again, Peacock, while it has good content, is the home of live sports on streaming services. That's just what it is. Now, Paramount Plus may make a play for this in a couple of months, but Peacock is still superseding anything else as of right now. And Peacock has the part cornered where you may not realize it, but you might already have it. Because if you're with Comcast or if you're with Cox that Cable. Like, that sounded like a, dis- a disease. If you already have know, it. That's the thing, though. This is part of the reason they made this deal. If yep. you're on Comcast or if you're on Cox, Peacock Premium is included. Automatically. <laughs> you have it. So that five bucks for WWE Network that they're charging, you don't have to pay it. it <laughs> you are you are rolled right in. You're so right you're father. already there. So all you have to do is go and make your account on Peacock. Apparently, that's a part of the big deal is that Comcast has this huge footprint, but only so many people have actually gone and made their Peacock account. So they're trying to get this out there. Like, hey, we're giving this to you. Take yep. it. Just go make your darn account and get on there. That's why they were looking at that 1.5 million people WWE ad and WrestleMania coming up. They're like, hey, we want this up and running by WrestleMania. So, hey, look, you can watch The Office. You can watch WrestleMania. You can watch Parks and Rec. You're getting all this at a cheaper price point. And if you're with us as a subscriber, look, we're giving it to you as dessert. It's cake. 
on top of that. If only if you want don't want to see those ads, it's just five dollars. Either way, you're coming out ahead. So for once in my life, stuck in an area with Comcast, I'm like, <laughs> my God, I ain't minding this so much. <laughs> yeah, I, um, my mother recently subscribed to Comcast um, as as just for the internet and mm-hmm. for free. They gave her a Roku like uh, yep. streaming box, yep. uh, which was their Peacock box. Yep, exactly. Um, and the only thing that she had to do was, I mean, she has a Roku already, so she doesn't need that box. But the yeah. bottom line is, is that it was literally free. Yeah. And it was just here. Take, please take it. Take it. Take it. It's a bonus <laughs> for signing you can't up. Turn it. Just keep yeah. it. Forever. Yep. Yeah. It, uh, it's smart on their part. It's an extra cherry on top of the deal. So, how long it'll stay like that, who knows? But as to what Jamal was saying earlier, like I said, they paid a billion dollars for this. So, look at the landscape right now. They yeah. got a billion dollars for Raw. They got a billion dollars for Peacock. They got a billion dollars for SmackDown. That's $3 billion just in TV rights, and $2 billion of that is from NBC. Like Jamal was saying, when SmackDown comes up, if they're interested, if they want it all under one umbrella, and they're staying at that same price point of $3 billion, you got to be thinking, come on now, you got to keep paying $3 million just to lease TV rights just for distribution? You got to start talking about, look, we want to buy the place when you're shelling out that kind of money. It's got to at least be a conversation that's going to happen in a few years. Yeah. At this rate, at that price point, you got to. $3 yeah. billion dollars and you don't own I, nothing? Come on. I man. really think that, um, that Comcast is willing to wait McMahon out. Oh, they will. And, and on oh, his yeah. head, the kids they're, are not budget, they're not budget for nobody. No, they're not budget for yeah. no one. Right. Well, I mean, like, no, I mean, because they, they already, they've already built the fence, they haven't solidified. They are waiting the old man out, and on his deathbed, they're going to put a pen in his hand, and it's going to be rainbow colored because it's going to have little peacock feathers on it, and they're going to say "sign right here." Yeah. Look, look, look! I, I, another comparison. Many artists in the music industry, same thing. Their library just at the times because library stuff has changed drastically, but some folks' libraries just cost so much. But the price gets very interesting once that person deceased, and you're just like, well, you know, we got this, bam, what you want to do? You know, some people got a little, once the stakes start getting passed down in the family, positionings change a little bit, and you just never know what Shane and Stephanie may, you know, feel, you know, once the, you know, old man has served his time. So anyway, we're coming up on our time in a little bit. So quickly, I want to talk about one thing, one thing to will, and then let's talk about AW. What's the news with uh, New Japan and Roku since you brought that up? Ah, uh, yes, that's the big news today. So apparently New Japan is going to have a show on the Roku channel, which much like Peacock, it's the channel you get on the Roku if you buy a Roku device. It's like the proprietary channel that there's it's free. You just got to have a Roku to get to it. So mm-hmm. I got one sitting here on the TV in the spare room here. The thing is, I've never once in my life turned on that darn Roku channel to see what's on it. But I assume it's one of those, you know, like all these random streaming live channels. It's got a stream going on. it. Apparently new Japan is going to be on there Thursdays at 5 PM. So I don't know if they're getting any money for this or mm. what, it but was... it's coming. They're going to have an hour. Uh, the shows will be available on demand after they air. It can't. So I look at it like this. Is it a big like breakthrough or something? Not really, but it can't hurt. Yeah. And there's no, there, I look at, there's no downside to it. It's there. Maybe it'll lead to something more, 
but I don't know. We'll see. It, 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 it's, it's better than nothing compared to what they've had up till now since they left Access, where they've had no U.S. footprint at all. And if anything, they should get the damn New Japan World app now on Roku because they've never had yes. it on there. So if you have the darn <laughs> show on their thing, hello, get a damn yeah. app on there now. Jeez. Yeah, hey, let me tell you really quickly. Roku is very particular about uh, working deals for uh, apps, uh, being able to... Um, to, to be functional on their uh, on their services because like Roku and Amazon I mean uh, Fire Amazon Fire TVs it's, it's just deals everywhere in order to for these certain things to happen but yeah if they don't get New Japan now and they're actually showing it that just now doesn't make sense by the way again back to Comcast they're not they're not budging for nobody <laughs> like they're they're gonna hold their position and play their game um, but um let's talk about AEW really quick uh, so we can wrap up uh, get ready to wrap up for the night AEW versus no aw working with the world as it seems like the the deals and all the little partnerships and whatnot that's been happening ever since uh late last year with the kenny omega thing and don Callis and, and impact wrestling now it seems like we got some new japan action going on here um impact and new japan has some action going on just a lot of different things going on but to talk about aw really quick I, I don't even know how to frame this question, but simply like, yo, who is the winners and losers of all this stuff that is happening? Because there's a lot happening. And what is to make of it? Because right now it just seems like all friendly, you know, partnerships and whatever, whatever. But the question is like, what is the end game some, for some of these people? What's the bigger picture? What, we, what, what, what can we expect as things continue to roll on? Uh, with AEW working with everybody. Right, let me jump in. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let me jump in. Just say, uh, I think the big winner here is is the fans that get to see all these promotions cross promoting, uh, getting more talent, some eyes on a product. I remember when we were watch, we were talking about watching Impact on Twitch, and a lot of us were like, "Wait, they're on Twitch!" So it's it's getting eyes on people that we wouldn't have seen otherwise. Uh, I, I think another winner would be Tony Khan. And I, the reason I'm saying Tony Khan was because he's a wrestling nerd. He's not a Vince McMahon, <laughs> tyrannical businessman. He is a wrestling nerd that is, is basically playing puppeteer with all this wrestling talent. And he cuts these dorky-ass promos every week on Impact that I love so much. I love to hate him. And at the same token, it's, wait a minute. AEW was the linchpin in working arrangements with all these organizations, because number one, I honestly think if the pandemic doesn't happen, we don't get this. I think mm-hmm. everyone, everyone's in it for themselves if COVID doesn't happen. But seeing that we have not only the NWA represented, we have AEW represented, we have Impact represented, and New Japan, because the door is finally creaked open where we can get New Japan with a working arrangement like they used to do with Ring of Honor. I love this personally. I know a lot of the marks out there are like, well, I don't care. It's the Bullet Club, whatever. Look, man, people are tuning in. People are talking about it. Honestly, I'm enjoying it as a wrestling fan. Could I do without Don Callis? Sure. He gets, he gets my last damn nerve. I want to punch him in the face and not in a good way. But aside from that, I think the end game to what Two Chains is saying here is just, yeah, money talks, obviously. But a lot of people are getting paid in a time where nobody was getting paid a few months back. And I'm loving the fact that we're getting to see people highlighted. When was the last time that we were actually excited for Moose when he filled in for the Motor City Machine Gun? When was the first time? 
Exactly. <laughs> I don't like Moose. I've never liked Moose. And yet people were talking about Moose. Rich Swan is being talked about on the same level as any Omega. I don't understand it. I don't know what you're reading. It's happening. We got Kenta doing a really bad go to sleep last night on AEW Dynamite. Uh, thanks a lot, cameraman, for not cutting fast enough. But he showed up with his blue blazer hair and literally just knocked out John Moxley, who we know that Jamal has on the lowest tier humanly possible. But it was entertaining to watch. Am I going to get tired of it eventually? Probably, because you're getting all these C-plus players going over to Impact. I don't think that's really helping Impact as much as I like Private Party. There's a lot of there's a lot of hot takes going on here. The hot yeah. takes are strong in this one. <laughs> Look, man, I came to the show late. I just had to throw this stuff out just to get it all off my chest. But get your I, shit in. Long term, yeah. long term. Get your moves in. <laughs> get my five moves of doom out of me. But long term, I honestly, I'm gonna like we said, buy or sell. I'm going to buy this for another two months. I'm going to sell it, going past six months. Um, Jamal, I know you want to get in there, but I got I got to correct a few things that David just said. Man, did you just say that Private Party was a C plus team? Yeah, that's oh, way too high. A W, they are. <laughs> and I love Private Party from the House of Glory days. You know that they are C plus. Hey, I just I'm just I'm I, mean, I thought you were being generous with C plus. To be honest with you, I'm just, yeah, I'm just, sixty-eight. I just wanted to just make sure that's what you said. That's all. Jamal, you can go ahead. Um, so here's why I don't care. <laughs> You're not going to convince me to give a shit about New Japan when they have a worse television deal than Ring of, than Ring of Honor. <laughs> You're not going to convince me to give a shit about Impact when they run concurrent to AW Dark, which is my favorite show of the week. Yes. It is like out of I, I you know dynamite is a thing. I get it. Sure, whatever. Dark is my favorite because honestly, I don't have to think about it. The more you think about storylines and whether they're good or bad or hindsight and all that stuff, it's you, you can nitpick at it. You can't really nitpick dark. It's just the matches. It's just ninety-seven matches over eight and a half hours. And that's all that it is. There's nothing, there's not much more to it. It's just wrestling. And that's really all I want to see. And honestly, it's the best indie promotion on some form of streaming television. Because there's not really much to it, much more than wrestling. With that said, Impact runs concurrent to Dark. Not going to watch it. Um, New Japan has a worse deal than ROH. Not going to watch it. And then you have Dynamite bringing all these people in with no reference to them. Oh, my God, Kent is here. Fucking who? Oh, right, Neil Tommy. I remember that guy. <laughs> he got hurt a lot. Oops. Um, and then you have somebody else, like uh, Gallows and Anderson are here. Oh, who? Like Excalibur marking out for them, kind of in the same way that Marco Bagel Cole does, doesn't really translate to me why I should really – care about these people. Um, them running in and doing a thing that kind of only happened in Japan doesn't really translate to me that never watched it. So I re- you know, the, I barely remember the two sweet stuff and the season desist and the BTE bits and the hot, the hot topic thing, which felt like 20 years ago, but 
There's no frame of reference for that meet for that now. So what I would like to see instead of like your traditional run-in, maybe an actual promo package, maybe a little vignette, maybe a, you know, if who knew that Moxley was actually a double champion this whole fucking time? He's they been didn't. cover, yeah, with uh, New Japan. Now, yeah. if you watch it, then maybe you do know that. If you don't watch it, like I don't, you had no idea. Uh, Kenny Omega's champion in Mexico had no idea until recently. Yeah, so, see, you, so no, you but, but us to have drop all these footnotes and not clarify anything, and then mark out for it when it happens. We don't know what we're looking at. That, that, that's, that's, a, that's an interesting thing. I mean, Kenny Omega uh, defended his championship uh, within like the last two months. You didn't know he was a champion in Mexico. And you never knew that Moxley was a double champion all this time. And all of a sudden he is. That's what I was. That's what's kind of start, starting to throw me for a loop. It's like, why are some of these things that you knew the entire time all of a sudden now just surfacing on your yes, product? Sir. When apparently now, you've always been open doors. He's on the uh, on the title card for next week with the IWGP US Championship. Yeah, like like right. like y'all have always quote unquote been open for business, but why are these things just now happening? And it you know you you could imagine that New Japan would never be like, yeah, we, we don't want that. I mean, sure, yeah. there's anything they can do to get in the US market and impact, you know damn well. <laughs> it, it would be the same thing if Brock Lesnar came back and then he was there for a month and then all of a sudden he shows up at the next pay per view with like a UFC belt. Yeah, you like, like oh, <laughs> so what's happening here? Yeah, I didn't know he was a champion. That's that means something. And, and and then on top of that, does it start from the beginning where all the crazy started happening? The NWA championship was on there, and it was uh, defended on the Indies still, and it was see, showcased was on there. Right, I, I that's what I'm saying. But that's that. what I'm saying. That's that's why the logic is is, is a little bit confusing to me because it's like, oh yeah, you get it. Oh wait, you don't get it because. You done. You didn't address these other uh, right. champions that you had on there. So, like, that's why, like, it's it's to me, like, it's a lo- it's a lot of gray areas about all it is. And what it seems to me is that, and as much as it seems like a partnership, it seems like a beneficial move for AEW only. Like Impact is. The, let me tell you, Kenny Omega and them winning at um, at Hard to Kill over Impact people. Bad move. Diminished everything. You had your two top champions in that match, and it just diminished them. And the reason why it, di- it diminishes them, because no one even gave them a chance in the first place. And then you had them lose at home on the home court. I mean, even in basketball, if you if you have the number one seed and you come into their court and you lose game one, they're like, oh, this series is done. <laughs> えいやだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだだ
that kept no, coming up to and I'm like, no, you're just no. expecting people to do all this work. It's like, I want to no. turn tune into the show and you tell me. It's and not my it, job to do your job for you. Exactly. In any presentation, show, documentary, anything that is presented to an audience, it is not the audience's job to put the pieces together for you. You are supposed to deliver that. You can want the audience to want more, but you shouldn't have them sitting there like, Man, this, this is so crazy. I got to do homework while I'm watching this at the same time. That's not what's happening. Oh, that should never happen on anything. I'm not doing that. That's why I don't like M. Night Shyamalan, by the way. All his movies. It's, you it's, honestly, the reason, it's, it's honestly the reason why I'm not more invested in New Japan. Uh, and it's largely because it's really inaccessible. The schedule's weird. The website sucks. Um, and they now come up with this bullshit uh, uh, TV deal for the U.S. On, on like the Roku channel, which you kind of have to have to have it, um, I, I'm not going to try that hard to watch your concert, to watch your anything, to, to watch your product. Yeah, um, yeah we're, I'm looking at this from last night with Kenta showing up and this whole tease of this. So they've been trying to get this Kenta Moxley match for the U.S. title together forever. And with the pandemic, it just wasn't happening and issues between New Japan and AEW. So it's finally going to happen, I guess, at the end of the month. It's finally going to happen on New Japan Strong. So my assumption is, okay, they're finally going to get that U.S. belt off of Moxley. That'll be done, and that's been the goal for so long. But once Please that happens... Let him have it so that he can go on fraternity leave and be the fuck off my TV. Right, and that is true. With that coming, it's like, yeah, so I would think yeah, that's definitely got to be the plan, is to get it on to Kenta. That's been the goal forever. So once that's done, I mean, people were losing their minds last night about this. I'm like, okay, once that title change is done... I'm not so quick to assume there's a whole heck of a lot more happening here between New Japan and AEW because the big issue is we're still in a pandemic. You can't get Okada or Tanahashi or any of these people that are based over there just at a snap of the fingers in the country. So Kenta works because he's based in Orlando. But what else can you really do until See, we get more back to normal where you can get people in here easily without them having to quarantine? Sure your question is? The short answer to your question is open up the L.A. Dojo. We know that there's mm. not a problem traveling within the U.S. New Japan Strong is a thing. So it would actually be beneficial to both sides to have uh, the New Japan Strong talent show up at AEW. AEW gives these guys a rub and they just have their new TV deal. So actually everybody wins. No, see, and that's the problem again when you start questioning, well, who does this really benefit? Because we know New Japan has one goal. And that is to gain U.S. territory. And that's been their goal for the last three or four years, which has amounted to nothing. Here's another opportunity to do so. Trust me, if the option was open for them to ship their people over here and get them on AEW, I'm sure that would be happening. The fact that it ain't happening, I think this is an AEW thing saying, I don't think we want to do that. I don't let think us not, Let us not forget, before the pandemic happened, week before SummerSlam, they were going to run MSG again. So they were planning to come into the U.S. hot before the pandemic happened. There was They were not going to be easing back. And that's why the whole story all along in the beginning was that, that Tony Khan was going to be like, look, Mox can go over and work for you guys. But in the States, where I'm promoting, uh-uh-uh, that ain't mm-hmm. happening. So how soon do they get back to that? I mean, that's a matter of stuff opening back up and stuff, but that was their intention. Let's yeah. not forget that. It absolutely was their intention, and it still should be. But I don't think the mainstays in Japan are just going to take the express over 
and show up in, in Jacksonville one oh. day. But what I do mm-hmm. think, uh, all of a sudden, is you maybe you do get a taped match from the LA Dojo that won't air in New Japan that's taped for AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where the Gorillas of Destiny are. Are they in LA or are they in Japan? I know they're based in the U.S., though. Um, yeah, and, I, and honestly, I don't know who the hell is on the New Japan Strong roster because I'm not signed up for New Japan World to find out. <laughs> Whatever they got, I'm not saying that they, they, that they need to just appear on Dynamite for no reason, but if there's a move to make an open challenge, for example, somebody could get the rub from Cody, uh, you know, to have a back and forth between the two. The, there is money to be made there. The problem is, and this is a problem that AEW is, is like, it's coming up on them faster than it, than they expect. They are full. AEW is full. There is no more room. The boat's mm-hmm. full. They barely have enough time for the women's division. They barely have enough time for like the 19 tag matches that they do have. And they do then they don't have enough time to build champions after they win the title. They can build the chase, but they can't build the ring. Where the fuck has she been? Apparently she's in Japan right now. We'll get to that in a little bit in the news. But the bottom line is, is that AEW has booking issues, and their issues are largely because they're full, and they re- and then whatever spots we're taking are being dumped because Impact guys are coming in, New Japan guys are coming in. It's full. They're at 120% capacity. Somebody's got to get out. Call the fire department. And I don't know what they do. And honestly... I'm not going to get excited about anybody coming over to AEW until I hear about a second show. Because the only thing that they're doing is taking opportunities to build stars that they have and giving it to somebody else. (laughs) Whether that happens to be Rosa, not her fault, but it is what it is. Whether that happens to be the Impact guys, not their fault, but it is what it is. Whether it happens to be the New Japan guys, that is talent that they could use for homegrown talent that they're not using. Understandably so. But we can't complain about them not building their own brand from the inside if they keep giving these coveted spots away. Four out of six segments on Dynamite are exchange talent. Yeah, look, this long, and I, I will end it on this. They are only doing all these moves for ratings. It's nothing about building their roster because they wouldn't be making these significant moves that they're making uh, when they have internal talent that could do you know, that they can be building and elevating to do these same things. And, like, why it's cool and all, and as a fan, it's damn sure intriguing. But, like, yeah, you're giving them away. And on top of that, too, like, it's, it's, beyond that, it's hurting. I don't even I don't even want to know what impact viewership is like after it now. Like, the fizzles, all the little hype of them being in the trailer and uh, then after the pay-per-view match and what is left of that. And then, you know, it's funny. Impact sends their best people over to AEW. AEW's like, yeah, we'll send Damien's favorite people over there. And, <laughs> you know, doesn't seem fair to me, you know. <laughs> this one, I think the most important thing, when stardom comes to AEW, I'll be oh, excited. Okay, when, yeah, I'll be there. And, and, yeah, seriously. And, see, and, see, and you know what? That ain't happening. And, that, that is, and that's why, like, I can't, like, super get invested into it because we're not talking about a talent exchange program. We're just talking about little sprinkles of this and that. Yeah, that is trying to build it. New so New if we get started, if we get actual stardom talent to come over or to do a thing, because they're going to take matches for the women's tournament in Japan. I don't care how they do it. But if, we, if we're getting stardom talent, 
um, or whatever the stardom equivalent in America is in, in Los Angeles, cool. If we get Jordan Grace on on fucking Dynamite, all, all cool. that all that seems dead now. Like that's the thing. All these possibilities seem super dead because it was like a hey, yeah, we got something where we're going to help you out and you help us. By the way, we we're going to use your best talent and uh, we will give you C plus Damien's favorite people. I mean, okay. I mean, <laughs> so and 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 that's just what it is. You know, it wasn't it wasn't a fair handshake. There was a handshake with somebody's uh, fingers crossed behind their back. <laughs> I got you. So I just would I, I would love to have I would love to have seen more and done more. And then you know what you know what else I just quickly forgot. And even when AEW does do impact stuff, they completely degrade them. They yep. put them down in every way, shape, or form. And Impact does nothing but sit there with their legs crossed, like, okay, cool. Take it. You know, so um, it's played out now, these little infomercials that they're doing, and um, and then the strategy that's working is not doing anything for Impact. It's just, you know, the loyalists are going to stay there, but, like, as far as this supposed to be an elevation of both brands, and it happened, and I can imagine that somebody like New Japan looking over, like, you won't do us as a mockery. We're a way bigger promotion than you all. We won Japan. But you wait, are, wait, to be fair though, that only means shit in Japan. In Japan. For sure. For sure. Right. But, for, but for them. And that's not the goal for AEW. The goal for AEW is to infiltrate Japan. Japan yeah, I got that. moves of East. Yeah, I got that. But at the same time, you got like people in Japan gonna be like, yes, we run Japan, but the United States is a way better place. So this means nothing to us. Like, no, they're gonna say we are proud of our country and we run our country, and that's that. You don't oh. even run your country. WWE do. I mean, I think to be fair though, with all of this that's happening, I really do think that this is the beta of it. This is this isn't. We're obviously not talking about full blown uh, yeah. GMO personified. This is yeah, yeah, yeah. This is yeah, beta this is a beta run. They're literally dipping their toes in the water. We're getting mm-hmm. four matches. This was the Cyberpunk yeah. release. This is exactly oh, what it is. Oh, the buggy <laughs> release. You, so you much promise for each like, roster to pick. Yeah. <laughs> so but much promise for things that most established talent, <laughs> and and that's that's all that it is. Whether it's you know Kenta versus Moxley, obviously there's a history there. Apparently, I had to read up on um, the Good Brothers and the Young Bucks. There's a history there, apparently. So I've read, uh, and then of course there's um, Private Party and Matt Hardy going over. Um, Matt Hardy's a big enough name. Has been an that, impact. That you know, was yeah, so that these things do make sense. So it's not just we get a Willie Mack versus Nick Camarado for no fucking reason. Book that <laughs> match. I do want to see it, but nobody would care. So I understand why they're doing these things with these guys. And once the floodgates open, then we'll see things. Then we'll see Sue Young versus Sheeta. Then we'll see, you know, I. The world will. It, I mean, this time next year, hopefully, we're still. We'll see. Up. We'll see. Yeah, I've been. I'm gonna hold my breath, but we'll see. We're and not also, gonna think of, real quick, two champs. Think about the fact that what Jamal just said. The reason why private parties even sniffing impact is because they got Matt Hardy as their freaking manager. That's the uh, only reason. Right. Come on, man. Open. Come on, <laughs> man. And it's, it should have been a no-brainer that the Bucks should have been the one to go over there. 
Should yes. have been a no-brainer. They're company man. They've had they used to work there. Yeah, it's, so. it's company man, and you want to you want to talk about helping somebody elevate the time. Yeah, Omega does it, but so does the bus. They can help. Cody could did it. There's, there's people that could have did it. Yeah, oh, Cody is in there too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It could have been, been the return of Generation Me. Come on now. Oh it God. was a man. This was a this, that was a. That. That was a swindle. That was that was a swindle. But look, we're not going to do the news unless there's something super urgent because we're way on our time and uh, we're so excited to be back and we will continue to be back each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. live on your social medias. But uh, before we do sign off, because Jamal typically does the news, but we're over our time. Is there anything like super newsy that you want to get out? It doesn't matter because I've just deleted it all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome to Peacock. You ain't got We're back in twice. a new year. <laughs> we are back, folks. It's gonna be a fun year. It's gonna yeah, be a it fun is. Year. It is. Folks, definitely tune in each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Hit us up in the chat. Let us know what you want to discuss with us on topics and uh your thoughts on the things that we're saying. Uh we definitely want to try to make things a little bit more interactive for you all and enjoyable. Uh, thank you so much, man. Headlock Titan, you are my guy. Uh, we 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 just uh, are got so much to talk about, and um, <laughs> this was a crazy first show back, but it was fun. Uh, nonetheless, again, eight p.m. Um, live on your socials, and then you can catch all the podcasts and all your information and news at BigOldBellGroup.com, uh, where you can see now the new redesigned website of the podcast is sitting right up there in the front for you. So you ain't got to go search far. You go right to the website. You can see our latest episodes right there. Uh, but hit us up on the Twitters as well. Um, and uh, we'll see you all each and every week. Thank you for tuning in, folks, and uh, be safe.